Today's episode is brought to you by Amps Gaming and Rap Commentaries. My man just cracked a million subscribers. Wait, what? You said it's not a million. Oh, no, it's not a million, but it's close. You need to get over there and subscribe right now. Go to YouTube, hit the search bar, A-M-P-H, apostrophe S, Gaming and Rap Commentaries. Get there now. We are not the same. I am a Martian. And I'm hotter than some rain like Carl Thomas. Lock low, ready to aim at any target. I can get your brains for a bargain like I bought it from Target. Yo, Wayne, you gotta relax, B. Hit the beat. Alright y'all, let me get into this situation with Wheezy Wee. The F stands for phenomenal. So we already know what, what, what we're dealing with here. I said, Wheezy F baby, the F is for phenomenal. That's something that he said. So, the first thing I want, let, let's talk about what Wayne said this week. And this is not even what I want to talk about. I just want to get into it because it's a great, This he is the perfect person to start this whole thing out because this is what I want to talk about today, how we are not the same. Okay. Some of us might be Martians, but I know one thing about it. We are all not the same. Not all of us are the same and we are all not the same. All right. But everybody has been tripping out on Lil Wayne this week because he said, I don't feel connected to a damn thing that ain't got nothing to do with me. Right. He said that the ABC News is Lindsay Davis. He said that and she was asking him about Black Lives Matter and how he felt about it. So uh, he said that that made people feel like Lil Wayne was saying Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with him. Uh, I guess you could take it like that. I don't think he really said that because he said Black Lives Matter. But he said, why does it have that name on it? Like he said. He said. um, He said, I don't know that you put a name on a such. I don't know. He he was pretty much saying, like, why does that have a name to it? Like, of course, Black Lives Matter is what what he said on another thing. If that don't let you know that America understand black niggas matter these days, I don't know what is. Now, Lil Wayne, I mean, I don't understand just because he's a rapper does not make him the most articulate fella. So everything he's saying is not really making a lot of sense. Some of it. He's saying one thing. Other times he's saying something different. Now it seems like he's kind of trolling the whole world right now. Because now he's like just bothering people with saying stupid stuff. He's saying Black Lives Matter. And he's also saying if it don't have anything to do with me, I don't care about it. He said if you think if if you care about something that has nothing to do with you, you stupid. These are things he's saying. He also says something about being connected to his gang, his flag. This is one thing I have to ask to the listeners and to my fellow black Americans out there, Afro-Americans, African-Americans, Asiatics, gods, whatever you want to call yourself out here. Why does the words, why do the words of a heroin or opium addict hold any weight in terms of our social status in this country? 
Let me ask you again in a different way. Why do you care what this opium addict has to say about anything going on with our communities? Period. We, he's a rapper, so we might care about his music. But why do we care so much what this man has to say when he's clearly he's clearly out of his mind? I don't remember anybody asking, like like waiting for when when uh, Whitney Houston might have appeared high. I don't remember anybody asking her any questions like that, or somebody like a Rick James, or even let's take it to another. Let's flip the coin. I don't remember when Charlie Sheen was going through everything he was going through with his crack habit. I don't remember anybody asking him about politics or. Uh, Asking him to be socially conscious at that time. That man was sick. Right now, Little Wayne is sick. He's been dealing with uh, heroin, uh, uh, codeine, and other opiate use for like 20 years now. And we're asking him serious questions and asking, ex- expecting intelligent answers. When has anybody ever asked, asked Little Wayne a question and heard a smart response? That's what I want to know. Like, really, have, has anybody heard this man's music? He can rap, but the stuff he's saying, though, I mean, it's just good for music. It's not good for pol- politics. So why does it, why does his word have so much weight? Why do people care so much is what I want. Not even that people care. We know people care about Wayne, but why are we making it seem like anything he says about this situation is valid? When he, when he said, I'm connected to my flag, or I'm a gangbanger, man. I'm connected. When he said that, everybody should have been like, okay, clearly he's high. He might be suicidal. He don't even, he sounds crazy. He's 30 something years old saying, I'm connected to my flag. I'm a, he's been famous since he was 15. I don't know what part of the first 15 years of his life he could have been doing anything. It's possible, but I don't believe it. Even if I did believe it. So what? Once he said that, we should have let it go. We should have said, Dude is, cra- dude is high. Clearly he's high because the way he sounded in, in the thing. Uh, so, yeah, I just think we need to put Wayne to the side and not and not I'm not with all of this. Um, I see the meme. I don't know how you guys really feel about it, but like with tr- little Wayne, like he's not black anymore. Like one thing about it. Other groups, they're so strong because they don't just because they don't agree with one of their people. They don't just get rid of them. Like we we got some if y'all getting rid of people because of the way they sound about socially conscious topics, some of y'all family should have been dead a long time ago to y'all. Y'all don't have a problem going to their house for Thanksgiving though. So don't just because somebody is ignorant, they don't have to be kicked to the curb. I mean that's that's stupid. He's still he's still the uh, he's still one of our people. We don't have to buy his music anymore, but we, all this, uh, we trading Lil Wayne for Tommy, showing the pictures of that, that the white dude, like, this is Lil Wayne now, all lives matter. He didn't say that. He just said something stupid. That was it. That was it. He still has black children that he takes care of. Clearly, they don't feel the same way he feels. He has black women that he had children that he's t- he takes care of. So, he might be dumb in his own mind, but, hey. We can't expect every single person to be Malcolm X. That's not what we're going to get. We can't expect every person to be Phil Valentine, Hakeem Bey. We cannot get that. Everybody can't be Bobby Hemet. We have to have some little Waynes out here because that's this is always going to happen. 
All right. He is the perfect starting point to what I want to get into today. And this, this will be a brief episode because, you know, it doesn't take a long time to get into it. I people people say a lot of times that they don't see color. And that's supposed to be that's supposed to be a positive thing. Now, that I don't I don't understand how somebody could say I don't see color and think that that's a good thing. Right. Does that that, does that make people think that we hear that and think, oh, well, he's not racist then because he doesn't see my color. How do you not see someone's color? They say, I don't see color. We're all the same. Well, we're not all the same. Some people say race is skin deep. The color is skin. It's not just the skin. We actually are different. They, they, they don't want to tell you we're different because they don't want people. Some people are xenophobic. But I'm not. I can recognize that we're different and just deal with it like that. We need to deal with it accordingly, but we need to recognize it first and respect the differences. In America, we pretty much across the board, Americans pretty much have around similar diets. We all eat pretty much the same way as far as people born in America. We, we pretty much all eat around the same things. Yet for whatever reason, we are susceptible. We're susceptible to different illnesses. Now, if if our color was only about our skin, why do we get sicknesses in different ways? Some people will say the socioeconomic status, health care coverage, uh, 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 food deserts, lack of resources. And that's cool. But. That's not really cool because there are a lot of poor European Americans, white Americans in this country living exactly the same way. Now, I saw a stat that said 35 percent of welfare recipients are are European or are white people. Twenty twenty five or twenty three percent was uh, was black. So of all people receiving government benefits, thirty five percent of them are white. Um, that's a big number. So that means there are poor white people in low socioeconomic status, yet they're still getting different diseases than black people are. So you can't use the poor, the poor, the, um, the poor reason. That's not a, the poor reason is a poor reason for why we are getting different diseases and illnesses than white people are. Let's get into those illnesses. Now, diabetes. Diabetes is 60% more common in black people than white people. Like I said, we all pretty much eat around the same. There's not, I mean, there's similar, similar diet here. Heart disease. Well, black people have uh, higher rates of heart disease than everybody. Before the age of 50, black people have a 20, 20 times higher rate of heart disease than white people. That includes high blood pressure, chronic kidney disease, being overweight and low HDL. HDL is um, good cholesterol. So 
uh, 75% of all black people that develop some type of heart disease have high blood pressure before the age of 40. Think about that. Before the age of 40. All of this was happening. Okay. Um, black people are 10 times more likely to die from sarcoidosis than white people. Sarcoidosis is scarring of the lung tissue. So that's how Bernie Mac died. Um, yeah, it's, it's a serious situation, man. It's, it's, it's terrible. It, it's hard to, hard to cure. Now, this is one of the more interesting facts. Black people have a lower exposure to tobacco than white men or black men have a lower exposure to t tobacco than white men do. But black men are black men, 50% more likely to get lung cancer. Now, how's that? We're all the same, right? So with everything equal, we should all have the same illnesses, right? Right? I don't I don't hear you. You got to respond to me. Uh so we we all we pretty much eat the same and this fact I just gave you a stat. We are exposed to less tobacco than white men, yet 50% more likely to get lung cancer. Okay. Now that that is when I was doing this research here, I was trying to find illnesses that are attacking one group more than the other group. So I found a host of things for that are attacking black people. Some of that could be because of healthcare, because when we get something, we're not going to get it checked out. But the fact is, we still got it. How did we get there? when we eat the same as everybody else. The black people on EBT eat the same way white people on EBT eat. And there's more white people on EBT. Not only, yeah, there's more white people. By 12%, there's more white people on EBT. They all eat the same food. Yet their numbers don't look like this. Um, illnesses that are affecting Europeans more. Now, we know about melanoma. Of course, they have a 30 times higher rate of uh melanoma because of the skin pigmentation but the only other thing that I found not the only other thing but the main thing that I found that was attacking the white community at far higher rates than everybody else cystic fibrosis now that's something that um white people a lot of a lot of people that have it they're born they're born with it and uh, it's far more prevalent in, in white people than any other group. They are five times more likely to get this, to have cystic fibrosis than any other group in America. Now, if you're being born with something, but other people aren't being born with it, how does that point to the we're all the same statistic That's or, or statement? We can't all be the same then. I'm just using diseases and, and disorders because that is about anatomy and physiology. Now, if I'm wrong here, please, somebody correct me. But disease and disorder is about the way your body works on the inside. If we're all the same, our diets are pretty close to each other. Our environments, as far as uh, our, our environments are very similar also. 
why are we are we being affected by different things chemically and biologically Hmm? because we're not the same we are not the same I am a Martian that's why Wayne was the perfect segue into this now I want people to stop saying all of that was just to say we're not the same now we don't need to get into disease too much I just wanted to use that as the example now for people who might listen to this and and have always been thinking it's better for everybody not to see color and all that the reason it's not healthy is because our color is what we are we, we're not just this color because it was just a, it's not a random selection process your color points to a lot more about your background it does the color of your skin points to your background that's why it's important it doesn't it doesn't point to your mindset but it does uh it does um indicate where you come from and not just geographically culturally okay culturally um it, i feel like there's almost a there's there's a genetic culture not just the culture that you grew up in the customs you have i feel like genetically we are more likely to be in tune with certain activities than other people who are not from that culture i don't i don't think that it's just i don't think everything is learned behavior in one lifetime i think some things that we do is learned over a long period of time the whole white people can't dance thing yes that's a stereotype but it's not a stereotype that didn't come from somewhere black people and drums that's not a thing that we just learned in one lifetime i didn't just grow up with hearing drums and then i was i'm in love with drums no that percussion comes from somewhere that's what i mean about a genetic culture because that was something that was being done thousands and thousands of years ago Skinning animals, stretching it over the wood, beating on it for beats. We dance to it. That's not something we learn in childhood. Not to be, not to master it in that way. That's that's not the case. That's a genetic culture, in my opinion. That's my opinion. That's just my take on it, my perception of the whole situation. I'm sure someone will have a an argument for it, but um. No, that's that's how I see it. I, I believe that um, your skin points to a lot more than what you look like. I don't think that um, I don't think we do we I don't think we react to things the way we react on on accident because we all learned everything at childbirth. Now, that that was pretty much all. I all I wanted to say about that, the um, when all it's it's dismissive to say you don't see color. You have to see color because if you care to understand the person you're dealing with, see color. This portion of the episode is brought to you by Victorious Ambition. Victorious Ambition is a Virginia-based company that provides the youth with positive reinforcement that will help make them successful men and women. Listen, they set kids up with job fairs. They connect them to employers every day. 
maybe not every day, but they get the kids jobs. I'm telling you, man. I know the guy personally that started it. He's a great fella. They care about the kids, man. Go to victoriousambition.com to learn more. Back to the show. So, on on Facebook a few days ago, I posed the question to my friends. And I didn't get as many responses as I hoped. But I said, how many of you have been selected for jury duty? If so, how was it? If you have never been selected, like this status. Because I wanted to know... How is it that, <clears throat> excuse me, how is it that we just aren't making it? Like, there's so many statistics about us, yet we're not being involved in the process of, of compiling these statistics. Where is this information about black people coming from? Right? So I got um, about 50 so people liked my status, meaning they've never been selected for jury duty, right? Maybe, maybe about 10 people said they were selected. Of every single person that was a black person that liked my that uh, commented on my status, not one of them made it to a trial, meaning none of them were able to help decide the fate of another black person in their city. Not black. I mean, I'm just assuming it's a black person because we, for whatever reason, are the majority of people going on trial for things. Right. So whatever. But black people are not the majority. If we're uh, let's we're 12 percent of the population, but are we being represented in the areas where we're higher percentages of the population in the courtroom? Let me let me say that again. Places like places like Atlanta, where there's over uh, over 50 percent black people, Detroit, over 50, um, Cincinnati, over 50 places like that. When there's over 50 percent of the population, when people go on trial are over 50% of the jury members black in those areas? That's that's the reason I wanted to know that information. How is it possible that according to the 13th Amendment you're supposed to be tried and convicted by a jury of your peers but the majority of the people being considered criminals have not seen a jury of their peers. Now, we know that a lot of people take plea deals, so they never see a jury anyway. But the people that do see a jury, they're not seeing that black representation. There's 12 members on a, on a um, jury panel, at least at least one of every, uh, there could be six or 12. Somebody should be black in that um, selection process. And it should make it to trial of everybody. So 50 people said, no, we were never selected. And then the other 10 that were selected didn't get to help decide the fate of that person or that person being uh, charged with a crime. The reason is because the, the person being charged probably got scared and took a deal because they were they didn't know what was what was coming for. Them. I was saying all of, I just wanted to know. I'm just interested in that kind of information because I want to know how are we so excluded from so much that's going on like this is the court system we're we're the ones going in there so i mean we're the peers of those peoples they they this is how they flip it this is how they play the game in black communities it's supposed to be jury of your peers right but in the black community you it's a high chance that you probably know you you might know the person on trial or you might know something about the case because i mean we pretty much communicate with each other a lot so they 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 won't let you stay on the jury team 
if you have any knowledge of the case. Now, that's that's almost like saying you need an ID to vote in a time when people didn't have access to, to DMVs or, or they didn't have transportation to get to the DMV. That was almost like that. Saying, if you know this, you're a black person in a small community. If you know this black person that's on trial, you can't be on the jury. What? That's excluding pretty much everybody who would be eligible. So I, I understand now how so many people have never been there. And they're not even getting to that process because they're not even getting letters in the mail saying you've been selected. So that was interesting. Leads me into what I wanted to say about why do we. When we when we um when we see these statistics about black people that come from surveys, why do we believe them so much? Now, like, think about this. When was the last time you felt um, filled out a survey about anything? Like, let's let's just say they were asking about how much chocolate you eat in a week. When was the last time you filled a survey out about that? When was the last time you filled out how much? time in a week you help your child with their homework when was the last time you filled out a survey about that but you you probably haven't yet uh there's there's surveys coming out saying black people help their children with homework this much time but asians they do it this much so asians are helping their children out more with their homework what black people did they ask for them to get that information hmm I was reading about um, what they consider leaving the nest, meaning when are people leaving home? They don't they no longer live with their parents, because I think it's interesting how uh, a friend in in, um, Ghana in Africa, she was telling me about in Africa, uh, not just in Africa, but in Ghana, where she's from her, her, her tribe, Ashanti. They allow the children to stay at home until they get married, pretty much. If they're not ready to leave, they don't ever have to leave. I don't know about ever, but she was pretty much saying, like, they just don't have to go anywhere. As long as they uh, they just don't have to go. If they don't have anywhere to go, they can stay home. So I thought that was interesting because in America, it's like exactly not like that. Young men are, are pretty much made to believe that we need to be grown men as soon as possible. But I want to, this is, this is a mayor. I, I found a few statistics about it. I mean, it's just some survey information. We know this is not really black information. So let me just 24% of parents surveyed feel that adult children can live at home as long as they want. Now, I don't, I've been around a lot of people. I don't know anybody that feels like their children can live in the house as long as they want. I don't know a single family. I don't know a single mother, uh, a mother with grown children that feel that way. Just being honest. Like, it's it's almost like a badge of honor. For, like, amongst black dudes, they, we'll talk about some dudes that this thing with like, jumping off the porch. Like, I've been on my own since I was 15, 16, 17. That's like a thing to say. That's that's like a badge of honor almost. Like how young were you when you began taking care of yourself? That is one of that 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 right there is a major reason so many of us end up in situations that we end up in because we're not we 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 try to jump out there 
and it's not time yet. I mean, from from last time I checked, the male period, all males are not done maturing until 21, physically maturing until the age of 21. Literally, we're still growing until we're 21 years old. If your body is not done growing yet, your mind is not even close. Your mind isn't even close. Right. Okay, so this is this is one thing. Twenty four percent of parents feel like their children can live at home as long as they want. But I I realize that in America, mostly people don't feel like that. Not just black people, but people in period just don't feel like children should be living at home. This doctor said there's a point where it's not healthy. Now, why, why would a psychotherapist? Feel, he, he's a psych. I don't want to call him a doctor. Psychotherapist. I don't I'm not calling him a doctor. He's not getting that. All right. I don't even know why he was at. Why was he even given any information about this? Anyway. He was he he pretty much was saying the longer you live at home, the more the child, not that they're a child, but they're the child of the parent. The more that the offspring as an adult will regress and postpone journeys into the quote unquote real world. That's so American right there. (laughs) I feel like that's I feel like people in other cultures around the world don't do that to their children. Like they feel like if you live at home too long, you're pretty much running from adult responsibility. How It's nothing wrong. Like you start to see it more now where people move back with their parents to save money. But for a long time, it was. Yo, you're at this age now. Get out, pretty much. Like almost, it's just like really get out. You don't. You might not have any money. You might not have anywhere to go. But you're grown. This is America. You're grown. Get out. That that's something. That's pretty much an American. I don't know if it's anywhere else. I feel like it's American though. Just talking to her, uh, Ariyama. So seventy percent of Americans think too many adults living with their parents are avoiding responsibility. Now, we know that's not 70 percent of Americans. That's 70 percent of people that they surveyed. But that's a big number. Why would you think that somebody is avoiding responsibility because they stay at home? If they have a job, even if they don't have a job, that why would you think they're avoiding responsibility? Again, American belief. Sixty five percent believe these adults are overstaying their welcome. And 65 percent said that the adults should leave when they find a job. Now, one of the interesting things that um, the homie out in Ghana told me, she said that she knows a girl that is 28 years old, still lives with her parents. She has a good job. She makes a lot of money and she drives luxury vehicles because her parents are not kicking her out. The reason why, because why would they kick her? That's their child. They're not kicking her out. She can stay as long as she wants. She's not married. She's making money, but... That's still their child. I would like to see what these numbers look like for black people, because I saw something that said the average age of um, Amer- of people leaving home, leaving the nest was 27. I said and when I read it, I was like that. What? 27 for who? What community does that age represent? Because I don't like. That's not I don't think that that's accurate to all Americans. I think that might that might be a small, very small population size right there of whoever they got that information from. I don't believe that that's accurate. So I'm not even going to give the source of the information because it's not accurate. I don't think. But 
I'm not going to hold y'all up too long, man. I just wanted to drop a couple nuggets on y'all. Um, this week, I really tried to get a Trump supporter, but it was too short. No, I was, this was, it was going to be the silliest episode you ever heard with me talking to a Trump supporter. I was really looking for a black Trump supporter, but because that was going to be too silly. But I couldn't find one, so that let me learn that they want to support Trump when they have a lot of other Trump supporters around, but they really don't want people to know that they that they support Trump, which is interesting in itself. But the moral of this story is we are not the same. Wayne is a Martian. All right. Um. Let's try to get out here and start being involved with these surveys so we can get accurate information about ourselves. I fill out surveys, but it's not I don't think they have me registered as a black person. I'm just somebody that fills out surveys on Google. Download Google Rewards. They give you money for surveys like 10 to up to 10 to 60 cents per survey. It's nothing but I use it to buy music and apps and stuff. So Download Google Rewards and fill out those surveys, man. Be involved in this process of making statistics so that they can get accurate information about us because I don't know why we pay so much attention to stats when they don't represent us unless we fill out surveys ourselves. So we are not the same. Go get some surveys. Listen to the beat.